0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. I believe this is episode 11, if you're counting the lost episode, which I think we are.
1: I think we we are now, yes. Yeah,
0: so let's just go with episode 11. It is Death Clock, the Death Album 2.
1: So let's get into it.
0: doing it we're doing we're, it. we're finally doing a metal album and i you know I, I held off as long as i could um but i felt like i needed to get this one out of my system i talk about death clock enough i feel like i should give you guys a frame of reference for what the fuck i'm talking
1: we about. do talk about this fake uh metal band a lot and it was exciting to finally to dig our claws into it kev
0: yeah well i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you got to lose at least watch a couple episodes of the show because it gives you a little bit more clarity about these songs. I'm kind of interested to hear, because you told me you were taking it way too seriously, so I'm kind of interested to hear your feedback from that perspective, not having any real reference to the show. Uh, but it is a, it is a show on, that was aired on Adult Swim, like the late aughts, early 2010s, and it's one of my favorite shows of all time because I love metal and I love the music industry, and this I was just talking to Dylan about it, and it, the show is at once a love letter to metal in a metal genre, but at the same time, it satirizes everything about the music industry
1: heavily, heavily. Oh yeah, yeah, and I just think it's a really fun show. Like yeah. we we had talked about HBO Max and all the great things it has yeah. to offer. There's a lot of good um, Cartoon Network properties, and I think Adult Swim kind of falls under that. Yeah, it does. Um, and if you guys do have the HBO Max subscription. Metalocalypse is a wild show. It's It's fucking nuts. <laughs> and like you, like you mentioned uh, off the air, it's eleven minute episodes. Not a huge investment of your time if you're just looking for something funny and something bizarre.
0: Yeah, especially if you're a huge metalhead, because every place that they go is named after some sort of metal band. Like there's a fast food place in the show called Demu Burger, which is the band Demu Borgir one of the like most legendary metal bands of all time. Um, there's Burzum's, which is another like place that they go, which is another burger. Like Burzum is a huge thing. They go to Mr. Gojira's driving school at some point. Gojira is one of my favorite metal bands of all time. So everything and every place in the show is named after a metal band. Plus they have a lot of like people come in like lead singers from huge metal bands come in and do voices like Kirk Hammett, the good lead guitarist for Metallica just does a recurring voice constantly. Kirk, um, Who am I thinking of? King Diamond is on there a lot. Uh, Just a ton of cameos from the metal world. So if you're into it like from a metalhead standpoint, it's incredible. But it's on its own. It's just a really funny, brutally funny show. Uh, And I say brutal in the fact that in the first five minutes of the first episode, their chef gets grinded up into little pieces by their
1: helicopter. In a very metal way, I think they (laughs) try to be offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny to me.
0: Yeah. Like they talk about in the first episode where their fans literally sign death waivers because you know you can die at their show and that's just part of the death clock experience. And the first concert they show, multiple people die like to get their flesh melted off by coffee. <laughs> this is so, this is so, and they welcome it. Yeah. And they welcome it. So anyway, let's get into the actual album. Um, I could talk about the show all day. That would be a completely separate podcast, but this is the second album that um, it should be mentioned that Brendan small is the main Guy for this show He's the Show creator He's the writer He writes all of the music For these shows He plays the guitar He does the lead vocals He did most of the Bass On this album Um There was one Symmetry I think he had somebody Come in for Symmetry Who then did all of the Bass for the next album Um and then he, you know, he writes all the musical parts, um, which isn't, it's so incredible. There's a documentary about him creating the death album three and you get to see his writing process and how much of a perfectionist he is. And that's why I think this, this, these death albums stand out above other metal albums for their polish specifically. Um, there's no real grime or dirt on this and that thats weird for a metal album to say that, but they, they are able like death clock is able to soar into the sky and still be heavy as fuck. It's like seeing a fucking B17 bomber fly overhead. That's what Death Clock reminds me of.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh the production value with yeah, oh, the, yeah. the guitars and the drums. Um I guess without giving too much of my opening thoughts, I just think it's really well done for something that could have easily been half-assed for the sake of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I the to, the fact that they took the time with it and these albums were successful outside of the yeah, show is hyper like, successful is incredible.
0: Uh yeah, it's in, in that documentary you get to see how much of a, like a perfectionist Brendan Small is to the point where he would piss people off. But like there's a thing where he recorded the same guitar part like I don't know 50 times in a row. He's like they're like that too. That's good. And he's like yeah, it's good for the show, but it's not good enough for an album. And there's a very clear difference in the quality of the music in the show versus the show and the quality music in the albums. And I I really respect Brandon Small for taking the time to make legitimate metal music for an album and not just half-ass it. He could could have just said, ah, we've already recorded this for the show. Just upscale that a little bit and we'll throw it on an album. Easily could have done that, but instead he re-recorded all of these tracks with like extra touches, extra stuff in post-production. He spends so much time making these albums sound as good as they possibly can, and I respect him so much for
1: that. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so did you, did you want to share the fact about the, the Billboard charts? Uh,
1: well, I guess I would, I'll let you do all the facts and stuff since okay. it's your episode, but I did want to mention that there is a... If, if it seems overwhelming, there's a lot of info that we're throwing at you guys. There's a Wikipedia yeah. fan page that Clears a lot of things up yeah. if you want to listen along with us because I was like I did not even know where to begin yeah. like I listened to the album I'm like uh, I don't get it like <laughs> I didn't have any context it's, it was very obscure it just there was a lot to figure out and having that uh, Wikipedia page really cleared some things up and and helped me make some sense of it before we did the episode
0: yeah uh, okay cool so a little so if you are you done with that
1: yeah okay that, sorry I found the <laughs> you were
0: fact. you were reaching for your drink gotcha uh, so. Yeah, just like this album, to my knowledge, is the highest charting metal album, maybe of all time. It reached 15 on the Billboard 200, and that's like unheard of for an actual like true hardcore metal album. It's nuts! It's nuts for me to think about a prog metal album making it that high on the fucking Billboard charts. Yeah, I mean they're competing with like pop and stuff that gets radio play. Literally, only people that had cable and watched Adult Swim. And loved this show we're buying this album, and so for it to have that much impact
1: uh is crazy to me if you if you think about it though the the time it was more accepting of those kind of vocals true, so it was just like a polished version of what everyone was already listening to, true. so it was like i from what I hear on this album it's it's like the gold standard for like what metal should be yes, like you can go in different variances, you know you can make it more pop or you can make it harder, but this is like I don't know, kind of the the groove and the sweet spot.
0: Yeah, De- Death Clock. I think Brendan Small figured out like the perfect way to make metal. I think you hit it right on the head. I think there's a there's this there's a good middle ground between all of these subgenres, and I think this Prague ish type of metal that they make is is really very very accessible because he growls like nathan is a growler like nathan explosion the character is a growler but he growls with tonality and it's not just a (laughs) he actually sings with his growl and i think that makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. as far as making it accessible and then uh the next the next fact that i had for this is that gene hoglin is the drummer on this album and he's legendary He's been in acts such as Strapping Young Lad, Devon Townsend Project, Testament Fear Factory, Death, and like maybe six or so other metal bands. And they're all legendary in their own right. Like those are just the ones that I personally listen to that he's been in. (laughs) And there's like literally five or six more bands that he's drummed for. And he actually was nominated for an award for his performance on this album for a fake metal band. That's incredible. That's awesome. I and mean, the drums really do stand out on this album. Mm-hmm. He did them on the first album too, but the production value on the second album is is markedly better.
1: Uh, I also read the fact that uh, the first album was actually like 21 on the billboard, and then this one surpassed it and went 15. So. Yeah, th- this
0: show was incredibly popular when it came out. And, you know, William Street and uh, Cartoon Networker, Jerkin, uh brennan small around like they won't sell him his rights he they won't let him make a final season which sucks because yeah. he has like an ending in mind like there's a really like epic storyline underneath this ridiculous show uh but they won't let him finish it so he did the Doomstar requiem which is like their uh, rock opera show but yeah. there should be a fifth season that they're just william street and garden network are just cock blocking him from doing
1: so yeah yeah and i um shoot i don't know what i was saying but yeah go ahead <laughs>
0: No, that's it. Uh, that's all the facts I have. If you want to jump in or if you have more to say.
1: Uh, about opening thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I also read the drummer's nickname was Atomic Clock because of the way he can double bass. Yeah, his double
0: bass a, is, is on massive display in this album.
1: Yeah, and th- I think there was only one instance where I found it to be too much, yeah. which I'll get into when we get song by song. I I'll probably can
0: figure it. out which one. It is. It's probably Death Support. Where it's just him, it's just a blast beat for the first, it's just straight up like late 80s death metal?
1: Nope, okay. it's earlier than that. Interesting. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I guess I'll just, my. I've already kind of blew my opening thoughts a little <laughs> early. Uh, it, one in three men actually have that problem of saying their opening thoughts <laughs> too quickly. Um but yeah, <laughs> I like the album. I thought it was a pleasant surprise, and you know, you kind of built it up to like I don't know what you're gonna think, but you know, I like metal, so
0: yeah, I know you, I know you like metal, but I don't know. There, there's different. There's so many different types of it. Yeah, and this is like this is my kind of metal, like very prog, very melodic, very but still very heavy and very uh, in your face. So I wasn't. I'm never sure like when I introduce somebody to a metal album for the first time how they're gonna feel about it. So I try to reserve my. My enthusiasm for it a little bit, because I know it's a hard thing to listen to for a lot of people.
1: My litmus test is can I work out uh, metal, and it passed the test. Good. All
0: right, so I guess we'll just hop right into it. Um, I I didn't have anything planned out. You go ahead and start. Okay.
1: Uh, So first one is Bloodlines. Mm -hmm. Uh, The synchronized vocals with the guitar makes for a solid metal song. The last minute being kind of an opus for an opening track, mm-hmm. and it has a guitar solo with the drum screams and the mood, culminating for a solid album opener. That was my that was my thoughts as I was listening to it the first time. Sure, uh, um, go ahead. The song seems to be about carrying like primitive instincts of your ancestors and trying to keep the bloodline going, but also like having tendency to want to kill. So it kind of it. Talked about genocide too, and some of the lyrics are kind of felt Native American y. I don't, this is, I didn't read on a lot of this. No, these you're songs.
0: very close. You're very close. Okay. So, this song in the, the episode that this sh- song appears in, I think this is one of the ones where you really need kind of the back s- story for to really get it. Um, Nathan does uh, DNA test and he figures out he's got like native, like Brazilian Amazon tribal blood in him. And so, Death Clock goes to the Amazon to kind of find his roots like he's trying to rediscover himself and i think honestly i think it's a uh an homage to the sepultura roots album because that's all about them going to the amazon and playing like tribal music with metal and that's what this the the opening like all the drums in this song are very tribal and it almost reminds me of the roots (laughs) album (laughs) yeah yeah it, it sounds like a you went to a tribe and you and it and recorded this but yeah Nathan finds out that he's like the descendant of some like war god in Amazonian history and then so <laughs> that's where the, a lot of that killing instinct and that that, that genocidal talk and it's it's funny because I, I forget the the uh, the context in the show, but at some point they end up just basically burning down the entire Amazon because they were like trying to land their helicopter or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> or like they, like, yeah, that's what it was. They were like trying to find a spot to land, but there was no spots. They just start firing missiles into the yeah. Amazon. <laughs> and that's when the song kicks in at the end and it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, that's, that's what the song is about in the context of the show. Uh, for me I love this as an opener. This is what has one of my favorite like uh drum lines for an opener. It just kind of kicks you right in the throat as you start. You get that the tribal b- to start, but then the, when the guitars kick in, you're like, "Oh, okay, we're into an album now." Yeah. This is a metal album and it's metal as fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, I I it's funny you talk about how the guitars kind of mirror Nathan's vocals because that's one of their calling cards, I think. They do that. Death Clock does that better than anyone. In the metal scene that I've heard. And I, so when I say they, it's really just Brendan Small, <laughs> like writing pieces f- for himself. So again, I'm continually shocked by how good Brendan Small is at writing really good metal by himself.
1: Yeah. And this isn't even like the best display of it, but no. it's like a great, like we say with opening songs, that wants to be an introduction and like letting you know what the album's going to be about. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So next is the gears. And I said, there's no time to catch your breath here as a blast beat starts out right away. And for those of you that don't know what a blast beat is, uh, just look up blast beats. It's a very typical like speed death metal beat. Um, where basically you just hit the Tom, hit the bass, hit a symbol as fast as you can
1: <laughs> close your eyes and think of speed metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. how that's, the song
0: opens. Yeah. That's how, that is exactly how this, this song starts. Um, but the chorus sits in a really cool pocket, and he almost, like, I love when Nathan kind of raps over, like, when he starts to get into more of, like, a rhythmic kind of vocal style. Uh, it, it, that's another thing that they do really well is th- there's the the melodic elements in Death Clock are so well done, and it it proves that metal doesn't have to be cacophony. It can still be heavy, and it can still be... Brutal, and it can still be dark or whatever you want it to be. But it do, that doesn't mean it has to just be a wall of noise. It can actually slow down and be good, yeah, and, and be listenable. Uh, and it's just—it's just, it's just the, the the chorus in this is is the main a really good example of that. This isn't the best song on the album by a large shot, but it, you start to see like some of the true metal sensibilities. Like this is more of like a true metal song than Bloodlines is, which is more of like a let 's go be tribal thing. This is more of like a true, true metal song, and I, I believe the context of this sh- this show this song in the show is they, they're bringing on new hires to their house their mord house um, and this is the song this is their introduction song. So if this was my first song I heard when I entered a company, I would never fucking leave. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, uh, you know, I
1: guess I was I was close. I said the song seems to be about declaring your loyalty to Death Clock.
0: Yeah, it's essentially what it is. I mean their <laughs> their employees are loyal to the literally to the death, so uh
1: this song is definitely my speed, but I feel like at certain points it misses the mark. Yeah. And I, I only mean that in the extended periods of double kicks where I feel like the guitars were like the guitars were given license to kill in this song mm-hmm. and they went for it. And I felt like sometimes the double kick just like dub or like overshadowed what was going on with the guitars. And I didn't think it was always needed. Um, it's really the only time I noticed it. Uh, but I remember listening to it the first time through like, dude, chill out. Double yeah. kicks. <laughs> I, you can, but why would you? Um, but you know, this is the only time it really bugged me. And I, I'm going to, you know, go back on, how I feel about double kicks here in a little bit, but, and do this, you not like double kicks? I do. Okay. But for whatever reason, it really bugged me the first time I listened to it through Annette, So
0: that's fair. It's a lot. It's a lot coming off of that first track. It just kind of literally throat punches you over and over again. Yeah. It doesn't stop in this.
1: song. It, it reminds me of, uh, there's a miles teller movie where he learns to play the drums. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's supposed to end his solo and he just like keeps going and yeah. he's like, like his hands are bleeding and he's still going. It's like it felt like that's how that guy was in the in the studio. Maybe he just like couldn't stop double kicking. They were like <laughs> cut it out. He's like I can't. I can't, dude. I can't the feet.
0: I do. I imagine nailing a sixteenth on a double bass pedal is one of the most uh, like enjoyable things a human being can do. Just staying in time with your double kicks, going as fast as you possibly fucking can. It's got to be incredible.
1: I bet that guy's calves look prime <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I want to i want to poster the guy's caps Just <laughs> got um, jump roper
0: calves <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so yeah anyway i really like the guitars um the double kick kind of left something to be desired yeah sure um getting into the next song if you're ready yeah burn the earth burn the earth I put it in bold and all caps, burn the earth for minimum wage, pour the gas, light the match, burn. <laughs> pour the gas, light
0: the match, burn. And I fucking I, love it,
1: dude. I texted you earlier today. I was like, I keep catching myself saying it around the house. Like, <laughs> sounds like I'm going to burn my fucking house down. Uh, it's such a catchy song. It's great. Um, and I put, this is fucking metal, and I think this is my favorite track.
0: Yeah, really? That's interesting. I gonna, love "Burn the Earth." I'm going to contradict myself a couple of times <laughs> yeah, going sure, through this, but yeah.
1: this was when I listened to it through. This was definitely the first song I was super jazzed about.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is this is um, this is where I'd say like you really get a good taste for um, Hogland's drumming prowess here with his double kicks here because they really fucking work on this song. And uh, it, it's 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 I, I put it's honestly not one of my favorite tracks, but the chorus is so fun to sing. In that post chorus, like you said, the, the, when he speeds it up, pour the gas, light that gas, burn. It's just, it's so good. It's so fun to sing along to, and that's weird to say for a metal song. Like it gets stuck in your head. You don't fucking say that a whole lot about metal, right? And that that's that is a testament to how how cleverly this is written from a musical standpoint and both in a lyrical standpoint. Uh, I don't remember the context. I don't because it's been a while since I've watched the full series, so I don't remember, necessarily remember the context for the song. But it doesn't matter because the song stands alone by itself, and I think that's a testament to this album too. Like, you don't necessarily have to have the context for these songs to like these songs. Mm-hmm. It makes it it makes it more enjoyable and it makes it funnier, for yeah. sure. But it, you don't need it. And as you know, I I wrote, it's it's a pretty average metal song to me, um, but it is fucking awesome. Um, there's a great solo right at the end, but it's short. A lot of Death Clock solos are very short, and I think that's for a reason, too. I think mainly because he wants to fit them into the show. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to have that solo in the show because he gets...
1: An 11-minute uh, show. You <laughs> yeah, you're right. 11-minute <laughs> show
0: where you're going to play maybe 30 seconds of the song. You want that solo to be pretty short, like five seconds, maybe. Five, ten seconds, so... It's it's a it's a great song, um, but, but I think this entire album's great with oh, the yeah. exception of maybe one or two songs. So, um, you have anything else on "Burn the Earth"? Nope. Cool. Let's get into "Laser Cannon Death Sentence," and this is one of the episodes you did actually watch, right? Yes. <laughs> so you know the the context of "Laser Cannon Death Sentence," which is exactly what it sounds like. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild. Uh, Deathcog gets uh, invited to play a show for inmates on death's row. And they're like, we'll only do it if we get to kill them with laser cannons. And so that's, ex- <laughs> that's they exactly were like,
1: what they do. <laughs> this show's so wild. They were on a hiatus because someone tried to kill them. That's right. So they're like hiding out in their big old m- m- spaceship mansion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't really understand, but <laughs> <laughs> they refused to come back and like, Play music, and meanwhile, the world is going to shit. Economy is going to hell. All these people, the president kills himself right, death a, because death <laughs> Pre- clock. Because death clock won't play music, and death clock only agrees to come back if they get to kill the inmates in a way that they choose yeah. while they play their show. Right, and it's just a wild premise and a wild episode. That's every
0: episode. That's every eleven minutes of this show. That's that's it's about as wild as it gets. Uh, and it's great because they sh- they – first of all, they drop a giant cube onto you know, th- hundreds of thousands of people, killing innocent people instantly. Then they get – they <laughs> pop up in this giant spider like laser cannon death machine and then they shoot the inmates from the prison on rockets <laughs> – <laughs> that they then shoot them with while they're playing this song. So if that gives you, that gives you a little bit more context into how ridiculous this show is. And it makes the, it makes the songs that much more enjoyable because I can think of, I think about that every time I listen to the song is, is that scene and how ridiculous it is. Um, but yeah, I, in, into the actual song. Um, I think this is the first song where we really get something truly kind of different sounding, which is good because it was kind of falling into like, okay, I know the sound, I know what I'm going to get here. And it's good to hear the guitars like that. Start out the do 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 And then, you know, Hoglund sixteenths on the double bass just for it's for literally like the entire song that he lets up maybe a couple of times, but he's yeah. just sitting there just, just fucking just pounding the ground with his feet. And it's, it's really something to behold with your ears. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Holy shit. My calves are just thinking about how hard that is. Um, and I said, this is about as heavy as this album gets and everything works perfectly. Or the guitars sound amazing. The drums are out of control and Nathan growls a lot with a lot of tonality here. Like I was talking about earlier. Um, um, the instrumental breakdown soars like only death clock can. And, and there's a lyric that is literally die.
1: And he aligns it perfectly with the drums and yeah. the guitar. Yeah. That was my first note. Like, Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Where he's, he's like slamming down on the, the snare and it's
1: <laughs> and it's, it's so cool, dude. Yeah. Who knew this was going to be the album you yeah. and I gush over? <laughs> yeah. You thought the Miley, we were smiling Yeah, big. dude. Uh, this is oh, it
0: makes me so happy. Like, metal makes me happy. Like, people are like, oh, it's the devil's music. Like, nah, nah this shit makes me fucking happy.
1: Yeah. Especially if you, you nail it like they do in this song. Yeah. And that was my first note, da-da-da-da-da-da-die. That aligning <laughs> with the kick and the guitars is fucking metal it's perfection, so dude.
0: And the, the, the guitars and the lyrics leading up to it, like, Nathan with, like, this is your penance laser <laughs> cannon death sentence. It's, it's just so fucking good, man. It's, 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 it soars into the stratosphere, but it's very, very metal still. It's still very heavy. Like I said, it's like that beast, you know, that, that fucking Duralumin shiny bomber of death flying above you. It's, it's great.
1: Yeah. It, it, the song is bizarre, but like most metal, it wouldn't make sense unless it was brutal and had a weird backstory. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you want to get into number five, Black Fire Upon Us?
0: Yeah, am I doing even? or
1: our odds. I think I'm up. Okay, go. I ahead. went first. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, I take it back. The song's my favorite. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This shocks me. Uh, I think it's because it's on the lighter side. And yeah. When we need, this is where I kind of needed a palate cleanser. Yeah. I was like,
0: my first note is, phew, goddamn, take a breath. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on the lighter side comparatively, but it still goes hard with the guitar. Yeah, it does. And I think that's where i started not getting as angry about the double kick mm-hmm. like the really the only time it really bugged me was in the second song there's multiple guitar solos and it feels like it was a palate cleanser for after the amalgamation of metal we just listened to
0: yeah.
1: um the log period's of double kick doesn't bug me as bad here and i don't know if i'm just a hippie a uh, hypocrite or if i'm just genuinely enjoying it more in this song. I don't know if it sounds better. I don't know if it fits better in this song, but maybe it's because they were like, Hey, in this song, the guitars are going to be a little, little louder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Um, uh, this is, so this is, it, Brennan makes such weird choices with the way he constructs albums. Cause I think he does this in all three of the death albums where the song that is the last that's in the last episode it's right at the end. And this is this song is the last song that's in the last episode. And it makes a whole lot of sense with all the epic shit that goes down. There's a huge battle that happens. And it makes this song, like, so much better. He did that with uh, Go Into the Water from the first Death album. And I don't remember what it was on the third album. But uh, the songs are incredible. But they're so much better in the context of the last episode. Because the last episodes of each season are just... Wild, absolutely wild. Even by death like Metalocalypse standards, they're wild, and they're 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 more epic. Like that's where the really the the kind of cool story comes through is in the um, final episodes of each season, and they're a little bit longer. They're not they're not eleven minutes. They're usually about twenty three minutes or so, um, and they play the entire song. And so this it's weird to me that you won like this song the most because it is slower and it kind of plods on a little bit because it, he needed it to be longer for that epicness of the, this is more of like a soundtrack song than it is like a true dip metal song. Um, that being said, um, there's like a minute and a half instrumental to open the song before like the lyrics even start. But even when it, once it gets there, it's just a, it's just a joy to listen to The, the way they chug, like the way everything chugs in this album is just so, enjoy- it's so fun to listen to because it's melodic and it makes sense, but it's not, it's not chuggy for the se- sake of being chuggy either, which I hate. That's all what a lot of metalcore does now. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sucks. A lot of gent, a lot of metalcore does that. And it's like, yeah, this sounds cool, but it's, it's, there's no purpose behind it. It's just, you're, you're trying to outdo the, for person before you. Um, so this is still musical. And I think there's, there's something to be said for that. Uh, But yeah, like I said, it's a bit blunted. The song is a bit blunted without the visual context or the like story context of the final episode, but it's still really good. And you're right. It's, it's something we needed at this point in the album because it was just fucking full throttle metal until this point. And so (laughs) four songs is, is a good, is, is enough to slow it down. I think that's maybe why he does it. Cause he did, because, uh, Go into the water as a slower song as well. Yeah. So it's it's more epic. It's more kind of there's more presumption to it. I guess is a bit, is a good word for it. So, um, yeah, good song. Yeah. Um, but fits better with the context of the show.
1: Have we gotten to your favorite song yet?
0: No. Okay. No, we haven't. My favorite song. I listened to it on the way over here, and I was fucking just raging the whole time. It Was great. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So death support. Um, you're actually going to start with my favorite song, so that makes. Me, I should have looked at that first. But you, know, you, want,
1: me, you want me to go now? No, 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 it's okay. We can we can fuck nope, up the rotation.
0: No, no, I'm not fucking with the cycle, bud. You don't do that. Uh, so death support is the next one. Song number six on the item or album. This is the one I thought you were going to hate because it is just a quintessential speed metal. Just speed for the sake of speed. Um, loud for the sake of loud. Late 80s, early 90s death metal track, and I love that shit, but I like it in, in small doses, so I'm glad there's like one song that really gives it to me in this album.
1: Yeah, and I think it was perfect to put it after a, a, a yes. slower song.
0: Yeah, it's like, all right, you, here's your breather, but all right, we're gonna go back straight into a flurry of jabs here.
1: Did you get your drink of water? Because we're going
0: back in, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it again, I. Uh, the song's okay. Like, it's fine. Um, it's more funny to me, again, and with the context of the show where they were doing, I, again, a promo for Duncan Hills Coffee. They were supposed to be making all these appearances, but they're just like, eh, I don't want to. Like, just little babies like they are. And so people start like, they sh- they were supposed to be at one. Or no, they were at one, and somebody tried to blow up the Duncan Hills to try to assassinate them. Um, and so... <laughs> The whole premise of the episode is they're trying to convince themselves to go to the hospital where all these bomb victims are and play like a benefit concert, but they really don't want to because they were spoiled babies. Um, but yeah, the end of the episode is when the song is playing is – uh, one of the guys that tried to kill him is trying to ki- like faking being a bombing victim to try to like snipe him while they're on stage, and then all of these dis- these disfigured like essentially corpses like jump on this guy and kill him because even though Death Clock is responsible for them being zombies, they're still like loyal to the death. Yeah, and that's one of the funniest things about this show is just how they treat fans and how ridiculous loyalty can be to one band. And I think that's one of the, like, it's like pointing a mirror back at like metal fans. Like, Hey, you guys are fucking stupid. Yeah. Like stop being idiots. Like, <laughs> this is what you look like to us. Um, I know that was a bit of a tangent, but yeah, the song is good. Um, but it's much funnier in the context of the revengers and <laughs> Death Clock not wanting to be bothered with the fans that they almost killed.
1: See, I... <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I looked way too hard into this. Well,
0: you can because if you don't know anything about it, it's a pretty serious like it like social statement on the health, state of healthcare.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to say. It seemed like a person on life support who just wants someone to pull the plug because they don't want to they don't want to be a burden. They don't want to owe that much people yeah. to owe that much money on them, all that um take his life instead of his money. Um it probably has some good it has some good social commentary about the healthcare system. And we don't really have to get into it because this yeah. isn't a a political podcast, but yeah yeah, but it, it I was mean, an interesting look at it
0: it is, and I think Brennan Small has all of these thoughts, I think he does that on purpose. he has these kind of double meanings to it, where you're like if you listen to it just as a straight metal album, you can get these kind of social statements out of it because it's like, yeah, pull the plug, it's costing too much that's part that's one of the main lyrics in this song and uh yeah i mean it's it, there's probably some people that have done that like i can't keep this person alive because it's just fucking ridiculous like even the the visuals in the show are just like past due medical bills they keep flashing that up on the screen so i think it's intentional that it has a double meaning
1: yeah hmm. <laughs> but after your story it makes it seem uh, it's it's, it's little... ridiculous yeah. within
0: the, the, the concept of the show it's absolutely insane um, but yeah, no, I think that I think you're, that that what you're saying is valid, though. I think that's exactly what he meant people to get from it mm-hmm. if you were just listening to it as a straight
1: up song. So, yeah, I don't think that's off base at all. The next one, number seven, the Cyborg Slayers. Yes, sir. The song is about an army of cyborgs who plot world domination. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm reading into it right, no, obviously. no that's that's about right. Um, I was looking through the wiki how um, trying to see which songs are were in which episodes, see if I had heard them. This song was not included on the TV show, just yeah, the album. Right, um, song is c- kind of a it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's it's uh, it's one of those ones that I'm not. It's
1: like eh, I could do without it. It's kind of how we feel almost every time we get to track seven eight. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I think it's, I think because at that point you're like nothing's you, going to surprise you.
0: Right, nothing surprises you, and you know like the back half of albums are always loaded with fucking epic shit. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like these middle tracks. It's like, ah, they're here for a reason. They're in the middle for a reason. Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 I like cyborg slayers. I like just metal songs that are goofy metal songs for the sake of being goofy metal songs. Like yeah. it's literally about just killing mechanical people. <laughs> that's all this song is about. <laughs> and I love that. It, it, it's, you can be the biggest nerd you possibly can in metal. And it's, 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 I think that's part of the reason I love it so much because I am a huge nerd and I like nerdy things. So, um, I wrote that it is. I think my my favorite chorus on the album. Maybe I just like when Nathan again. I like when Nathan goes into a, uh, like more of a rap and more of like a melodic like where his vocals match the instrumentals underneath, and it just it makes for a really cool sound. And a lot of metal bands don't really get that. Uh, they can do melodies, but they don't use like instrument stings to back up the vocal to make it really all very cohesive it's mm-hmm. like you're getting punched in the face with this song over and over again and I, I really like it. Uh, it and I really like the like hard rock like breakdown and solo at the like that is like it's kind of unexpected because that's like a hard rock it's not metal it's hard rock like that's something you would hear on like a Motorhead album or you know something like that i mean it's borderline metal but it's it's not it doesn't fit and it's so it's kind of cool I, I don't really like the laser beam shooting off at the end because it's just like this fucking sucks but yeah again it's it's a cool track it's just uh it's it is what it is so um did you have anything more about nope cyborg slayers um so i'm actually glad we i don't get to do my favorite song because i can talk about this one first and i said uh <laughs> Uh, Start the hypocrite alarms, because this is a full song title sentence, and we all know how I feel about songs that are song titles that are full sentences. (laughs) I I fucking hate them, (laughs) but I fucking (laughs) love this song. It's so goddamn good. The song is called The Temper with Evidence at the Murder Site of Odin, (laughs) which is so nerdy and so ridiculous. Featuring Pete
1: Wentz of Fall Out Boy. Yeah.
0: I mean it's like it's longer than pretty much any like of those emo tropes that I hate like I write sins not tragedies like this is I tamper with evidence at the murder site of Odin like that is a lot of syllables for the song title a song title
1: It's so long that to figure out the full name of the song for me to type my notes I had to open Spotify and hold it <laughs> for like a good 30 <laughs> seconds Cause it like does that thing where it like toggles. It scrolls, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it kept like, I wouldn't miss it. Like the last, like the word Odin. I'm like, God damn it. They're going to go back. So yeah. Long ass title. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no it's okay. I, it's all. what I had to say a lot, of this song is a lot of what I've already talked about where Brendan small has such a good ear for like making metal soar. Uh, and in that documentary I'm talking about, he, he actually formed a side project called the Galacticon, where he makes more of like a, Uh, It's more space metal. It's more like upbeat and like not as it's not as tuned down. It's just like straight up more like hard rock. Um, And I think that's this song is kind of reminiscent of that where he said uh, he talks about Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden where that song's heavy as shit but it's in a major key and you don't hear that a whole lot in metal. And he was, he's always been really intrigued by that. And I I think it's cool. Like when you can do that, because I love run to the hills. It's such a cool song. Mm -hmm. Like run to the hills. Like it's just to make that heavy with such a cheesy vocal is really cool. And I, I I really respect the fact that Brendan small isn't afraid to make his metal shiny. That's the best way I could describe it. It's like got a nice, like, sheen to it it sounds like ching, like like an unsheathing of a really like shiny sword yeah like that's what this shit reminds me of um yeah i mean it can be bright and sore to the stratosphere and i think that song this song demonstrates that perfectly without getting into any of the lyrical content i just really think this song is worth listening to for like the lightness of it but also the heaviness of it
1: yeah i i didn't get too much into the lyrics of this one and i I kind of had shared the same sentiments as it's a good polished version of what we've been listening to already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it does feel like the second half of the album kind of seems like it goes more into like the galactic. Yeah. shit. So yeah. maybe that's why he, he was experimenting with it more and wanted to do a side project with it. But yeah, I really like, I like this one. It's not my favorite, but I still really yeah. enjoyed it. Sure. Uh, right. Next one. Mermaider to the water God. Mm-hmm. Um, the song seems to be about the lore of a water god. I don't know. It slaps either way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> this is my favorite song on the album by a large margin. Really? Oh, yeah. I fucking love Mermaider, dude. The first Mermaider on the, the first death album is great. Um, the con- So the context for Mur- the original Mermaider is... Like they're in that episode, like Nathan keeps deleting full albums and it's very similar to like people are killing themselves because the death clock hasn't released a new album and like Nathan just keeps deleting albums. <laughs> and so he decides that they're going to record their album in a nuclear submarine in the Mariana Trench so it can be as heavy as possible. Oh <laughs> and so they decide they're going to make they're going to make an album only for fish. They're like fish don't have enough metal. <laughs> And so the the first the first death album in the um, show is called Go Into the Water. And it's like on the side label. It says intended for fish only. (laughs) It's it's literally metal for fish. It's great. That's the whole premise of Mermaider. They're like, this song is called Mermaider. It's about mermaid murder. (laughs) And it goes no further than that. It's just like them being goofy. But yeah, you're right. The second the second song builds into this lore, and I'll let you get back to talking about what you said. But I wanted to kind of explain the context of Mermaid.
1: Here. I didn't put a whole lot about it because I I figured you had a lot. To <laughs> Is that say all you have to the say? Lore? Yeah, you, like,
0: don't, you don't care. It just fucks either way.
1: It it, it slaps for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was was reading along with the lyrics. I'm like, okay, it's obviously about a water god that I don't really yeah. I don't understand, so I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna have questions for Kevin.
0: (laughs) Sure. So that kind of explains it. It's just this is a continuation of the first Mermaid,er which I think was probably a lot of people's favorite track on the first album too. Okay. Um, That that chug, the is from the first Mermaid,er. They bring that back again for the third album, and it's one of my favorite chugs, maybe in all of metal. I love the way that sounds. It's the guitars, the bass, the drums, they're all playing the exact same thing. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it feels like a very heavy, like war horse, like charging at you. That's what that chug sounds like. And it's fucking awesome. Um, I said, turn this on in your car and crank that fucking volume knob. And you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's what I did. As soon as I got in the car, I was like, all right, mermaid two time. can't fucking (laughs) wait. let's go. Um,
1: I would have never guessed that was your favorite.
0: Oh yeah, I fucking love this song. This is this song is so fucking metal. Like it's got a great chug. Um, it's heavy for the sake of being heavy. It's about a, a mermaid king slaughtering his people, um, and about it not even like it's about people challenging his power. Like you know, there's that line. Well, those that wish to challenge you will wish that they were dead. And I, uh, the way he sings it is so good. Those that wish to challenge you will wish that they were dead. And it's,
1: it's, just, it's almost new metally. Yeah, kind of. But without like trying to rap, it's just like being able to to rap. It's with that tone. It's that
0: sensibility. Yeah. yeah. It's that. It's the the um, the meter of it, and it's 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 so good, and it's it's so melodic, and so like I love that whole like bridge i guess where it's you'll never go back you'll never go back you'll never stop swimming you'll always be attracted it's just it's the way it's like punctuated is so good um oh man yeah i fucking love this song it's it's i listen to the song um, pretty much weekly really yeah i mean oh man i come back to the song all the time it's this and impeach god from the third third death album the impeach god is the, a perfect metal song and that's why i wanted to do death album three is for it's specifically for the song impeach god because everything about it is perfect um but this song is is really good as well um yeah. I was just like, it's just, it's so fucking metal that it hurts. They, they made, they made a, they made a official music video for this and it's awesome. It's basically this guy going around murdering people because you know, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next is the Comet song. Uh, yeah, it, 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 we're getting into the back half of the album, so we're going to get start getting some epic shit, and that's essentially what the next three songs are for me. They're just, they're really, again, I've talked about how well they soar into kind of the stratosphere and beyond as far as the way it's son- it feels sonically, uh, it, but while still remaining heavy. And I think naming a song Comet Song is perfect because mm-hmm. comics are out in space, com- comics, comets are out in space, but they're still made of heavy metals, like literally, so... Um, I said using a a guitar, guitar and synth stings to accentuate a, a lyric is such an effective recording technique, and it really creates a snapshot in your mind of what this song is. Like it creates, like you remember those parts because they're they're just. It's like literally like getting hit in the chest with a sledgehammer of noise, but it's 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 within a like melody and within a meter and within a timing, and it's just it's so smart the way he does it. And he creates these little snapshots of music in your mind, and the song really does that to uh, great effect. And and I said what, what Death Clock does better than any other metal band that I've ever listened to is set a tone. They're not necessarily playing anything that's super technical. I mean, uh, Brendan Small is a great guitar player but he's not the best guitar player. And he's certainly not the, he's not making writing the most technical music I've ever listened to. And he's not writing the heaviest music I've ever listened to. But what he does is set a tone with the way things sound where like the guitars, yeah, they're not like super tuned down or super low, but they set a tone of like menace and, like destruction and it just, he's really sets a tone super well where he doesn't have to be use those cheap tricks of tuning down your guitar and, you know, playing super heavy chugs. And it's, it's really, really clever writing and I respect him a lot. And I think that really shines through on, this song and especially the next song as well. So,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's seems like the, the lyrics are about a intergalactic battle, um, where the narrator is wanting to erase the other from existence. And I, I think the, the lyrics are really cool because it does set a mood. Like you said, it, you can feel, it almost feels like it's like a part of a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some interesting sounds in it as well. Um, that kind of sound like the old arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, Asteroids, battle, What's it called? Asteroids? Yes, Asteroids. Yes, that's exactly it. And it's not always. It's just like peppered in. Yeah, so it's, it's intentional like, for sure. And yeah, it was just a, a really cool song. A really cool song that like, I'm glad I made it 10 songs in. Yeah yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of rewards you for making it to the end of the album. Yeah, and I think that's my that
0: would be my feedback for anybody that has trouble with metal is wait. Metal always rewards you for your patience. It, like, you're going to have to sit through some, some terrible shit. Like, I, I mean, every metal, like, there's very few metal albums where I don't skip at least two or three songs. Mm-hmm. Because, like, or, like, I very, have very little patience for a song because I can't wait to get to the good part of a song. Like, there's a lot of metal bands, Gojira is one of them, where they switch. There's four different songs within a song. And so if you don't have patience with it, you're not going to get to that fucking tasty little nougat in the middle there. So be, my main, and I know this is so trite, but have patience with metal. If you really, truly want to get into it for the first time, start with Death Album 2 and be patient
1: with yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Oh yeah, you, yeah. that was all I had yeah. for, for Comet Song. Next one is Symmetry. Um, symmetry, the, the lyrics seem to be talking about being jealous at, Uh, The person was born so perfectly and, like, comparing yourselves to them and, like, tearing yourself down. Um, It was a really interesting song because it seemed like someone was really insecure when they wrote it. Um, You're not ever sure in this album who the narrator is. Yeah. So that – if I had, like, one complaint listening to it through, you're kind of confused as to who the narrator is. But I think knowing it's from a TV show, it makes it, like – it's not something that bugs you. So it. each song is kind of a different story, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, literally, because it's different episodes of, each right. of the show. So, yeah, you're actually dead on on that. So um, go ahead.
1: Sorry. And kind of, yeah, I, I thought the song was interesting because it was, like, the most vulnerable song on the album. Just kind of showing, like, you were born without a... Um, I forget the actual way they word it, but it was like, you're born without a curse the way I was, you know, what's it like to be so perfect? And I mean, it's, it's funny as hell. It's like,
0: well, it's, it's funny. It's not funny if you don't know the context of it. It's, it's really, I mean, it's a good common social commentary on like the fakeness of the IG world we live in and like the fakeness of like false body standards and stuff like that, because, you know, in this episode, Nathan is dating a fashion model who's, just a bitch and the whole band hates her and she's making nathan feel bad about himself like one of the funniest funny like things in the show is nathan feeling bad about his own like self-image about how he's getting kind of fat and pudgy like in the first episode, there's a show. There's an episode called Blues Clock, and like <laughs> they're all just depressed, <laughs> and they're laying on the couch going, ah, ah, ah. and they're like, "Oh, this sucks." And Nathan's like, "Well, at least you're not the fattest lead saver in the world." And he holds up a magazine of like like a bad paparazzi Papa, shot where he's got like 17 chins. <laughs> it's just it's so funny, <laughs> and like Nathan battles with his self image throughout the entire time, the entire show, in the most childish way possible um so that's that kind of gives the levity to this song that makes it you know because it is a pretty heavy song lyrically if you don't know that like the what makes it funny uh but i also appreciate it for that there's the thing you know i would kill to have your body i would kill to have your and then it gets progressively like more dark like i would kill to have your skull i would kill to have your skin <laughs> this is so um
1: it kind of you ever seen the movie blades of glory
0: Yes, I love Blade. It's an <laughs>
1: underrated movie. He's like, I still want to rip off your skin and wear it to my birthday. <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> a, that's essentially what this song is. <laughs> Blades of Glory is underrated, yeah. I, I will say. A lot of comedies from that era I didn't give a chance because I was just sick of those types yeah. of comedies, but... Blades of Glory is funny. Yeah, um,
1: it's Will Ferrell at his best. Yeah, sorry, for sure. Sorry, go
0: ahead. No, 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 you're good. Um, but yeah, to get back to the actual like um, music of this song, um, I love, love, love the way this song opens th- with the palm mutes. Because what that does, and I love this in, in all music when it does it effectively, is that... <laughs> And it just, it it sets up that silence so well. So that silence kind of fills your ear and kind of refreshes you for what's to come. And bands that can use silence in their music and use it effectively are, it just makes everything so, so much more impactful.
1: It's like the metal version of like a beat drop.
0: Yeah. Well, I think metal invented the beat, like a drop, like people always talk about beat drops, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. yeah, we call it, we call it transitions in metals, but yeah, metal does that shit better and they've been doing it forever. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, it's, I love the use of silence in a creative way and using it to enhance the, the sound that does eventually come out because you're left with this void and this vacuum is filled by, you know, that, that cool riff again, that, and it's just, oh man, what a great song. And I, again, I love the. The pre love everything about this song is great, just musically. I think this is the most mature musically on the album, uh, and it's. I honestly would have liked the album to end here uh, because we'll get into the next song, unless you have something more about symmetry, uh, Volcano. Um, I'm not, I don't love Volcano, and I don't th- think it really works as an ending track because for me it sounds so much like uh, uh, Burn the Earth. At least by the time I get to it, it sounds it doesn't sound different or epic enough to be the ending song on this album. Um, I would have almost preferred like Comet Song to be the ending song, or um, even just put uh, Black Fire upon us, which is the last song of the the show at the end. Here, it just it's not a good ending song to me. That doesn't take away from the song itself. It's a fine metal song, and it's it's okay. Uh, I just don't know if it works like the end of the last 30 seconds are really good. And they kind of build up to like this cool dramatic conclusion, but then it just kind of ends and it's like, "Eh."
1: for how good the rest of the album? really, I think it's, let's hear it. We, we fear not death is a fucking cool. (laughs) It's great. It's the last lyric on the album. Yeah. And that's like such a cool lingering lyric to Yeah, leave that's true. With. That's
0: a good that's a good point. I do love the last 30 seconds of the song. They're fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it leaves you it does exactly what we expect from albums like when this ends I want to be like fuck, I got to start this over again. Yeah. And I think it is a simple song in terms of like lyrical content and yeah. like it's not great, but I think the way it ends is exactly how you want it to end.
0: That's fair. I I you may have flipped me a little bit on that because that's fair. I think you, that that lyric you just talked about just kind of fl- flipped a switch in my head. I was like, "Oh yeah, that is fucking metal as shit." It isn't like it? gets goosebumps. Going like, oh, yeah.
1: "Are we going to lift after this? Are we gonna <laughs> yeah. go fucking punch somebody? Are we gonna beat up some nerds?" <laughs> 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 See, metal for me is all about the emotions. So yes, if I it, agree. If it evokes something like that, I think it's 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 good.
0: That's fair. I, and I, maybe by the point I was taking my notes, listen, I'd listened to this album like seventeen times. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas normally like I'll skip through this album a little bit and I won't listen to every single song because it's a long album it's Mm -hmm. almost in a full hour long. Um, I think it may be a little little over an hour long, Um, which is a long album and it's a long time to listen to brutal metal (laughs) just straight in a row and to listen to it multiple times. Um, I think by the time I got to this song by from my notes listen, which was earlier today, I was like, Oh man, I think I'm just done. I'm done with this album for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe that's kind of where that feeling comes from for me because I don't remember ever disliking the song as much as I did when I was listening to it in my notes take. And again, I don't dislike the song at all. I think it's a great metal song. This whole album is really – there's not a whole lot of flaws with it for me uh, as far as metal goes. Um, But yeah, I guess maybe that's what it was. It may have just been recency bias for me. Yeah yeah that's, that's it that's all you got all right yeah. let's get into the closing thoughts um i'll go first because i want to hear like the person who didn't have experience sure. with album and what the, what their closing thoughts were sure um i said well not a perfect album it's pretty damn accessible for a metal album which is why i chose it over death album three uh death album three is by far superior in my mind it's it's far superior as a metal album just uh, the way it's constructed the way it sounds the way it's produced um, but it's far less accessible, I think. Um this has some pop sensibilities to it, like with some of the stuff I felt could have gotten radio play. Uh and this was also at the height of like Metaloc Metalocalypse's popularity. So this is what more people are gonna be more familiar with. And again, it's a lot of the same stuff I was talking about before where I, I have ultimate respect for Brendan Small on the way he writes music and I, I need to find the name of that documentary so I can share it with you because his writing process is so fascinating and he's such an interesting guy and he's he's he, he knows what works on Adult Swim too he was he was the main. He was one his one of his first shows was one of the first shows on Adult Swim called Home Movies. I don't know if you remember that or not, mm-hmm. um, but he was like he was the creator of Home Movies, so he knew what would work on Adult Swim, and he knew the kind of humor that would work. So I think that really lent himself the license he knew he had to write a great show, but also to write just the metal he knew he could want. He wanted to write, and I think it's really cool that he got the the platform. I think he really just wanted to be a metal artist. He's like, so fuck it. I'm going to make a show that adult swim will love about fucking just stupid ass metal guys. And I'm, but I'm going to make kick ass fucking metal albums over to for it. And I think that, I think that really, that passion really shines through in the way he produces everything. Cause he, he, he does a lot of the production work as well. He has so much sweat equity in all of this stuff. And I think you can really tell um, when you listen to the death album too.
1: Yeah, I definitely, didn't know what to expect going in because you had built it up as like a fake band. So you, yeah. there's connotations with a fake band. Like, oh, it's a joke. You know what I mean? And I didn't find any of this like... No. At face value where I didn't know a lot of the context. At face value, this is a kick-ass metal album. And I was, I'm was i really excited that you showed it to me because it will cir- circulate back into my rotation because I do like working out to metal. And I, I find myself looking for different versions of metal Mm -hmm. um and i just like that there's no like clean vocals i like that everything's in sync there's just a lot of things to really to dig into that i i listened to it maybe six seven times a lot of times i hit shuffle on it and just let it run through so i didn't know the exact order i think
0: that's the best way to listen to this album too is on shuffle because i don't i don't really like the way brennan like Constructs albums.
1: <laughs> and I think that was why I was a little confused the first couple times I listened through because it seems like it's like a movie soundtrack mm-hmm. almost. But then you look at the songs and where they're placed, they have nothing to do with the correlation of where they played on, on yeah. the episodes. And So I was just kind of confused. So hitting shuffle and listening to it without trying to think about those kind of things kind of made me appreciate the music a lot more. And yeah. that's where I got my notes was a lot of the the initial reactions and reading along the lyrics. And it's just... There's so much to dig into that I feel like a one-hour episode doesn't really do it justice.
0: No, like I said, we could do a whole separate like four-hour podcast about just the show. Mm -hmm. So, and then that's where you really get like you can really get full enjoyment for these songs because then you have the the images in your mind of this just absolutely absurd show while this song is playing, and it makes it that much better. And yeah, it's just it's it's a great album. It's it's so hard to do melodic. Like kind of light heavy metal. I mean, just look at "Load and Reload" from Metallica. Like they, that was coming off of the Black album, which is you know a lot of people consider one of the best metal albums of all time. And then, excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, coming off, so coming off the like the Black album and go doing something just as shitty as "Load and Reload." Like there's some shining, there's some good moments in those, but it was just it felt like they were selling out because they were going more melodic because they were trying to be. Trying to f- change with the times, it just didn't really work. And so, if you can take that fucking giant, like black metal battle axe that you have, and you scrape all the rust off and make it shiny and sharpen it, sharpen that edge so it's just an absolute cleaving machine, like Brendan Small does here. That then you've got something special because not only do you have something that's brutal as fuck, but it also looks awesome too. So. Uh, you know kudos again to brennan small he's he's one of my favorite people in the music industry so yeah
1: yeah that's,
0: that's all i got
1: death album too
0: yeah death there album too give it a listen if you're if you're curious about metal at all i think this is a good starting point i would also you know recommend the black album by metallica it's another great starting point uh, you know, listen to some old, early Black Sabbath stuff that, that's a really, I mean, even some like Led Zeppelin stuff there. There's a lot of heavy elements there that'll kind of get you, that'll build you up slowly to plans like Demo Borgir or, you know, Troll or, you know, whatever right so you know there's there's many fat it took me a long time to really start listening to super heavy metal it took me like 10 years of like really digging into metal before i really started getting into like death metal and black metal and it is it's an acquired taste it's like drinking beer you know it takes you a while to start liking bud light and then it's like <laughs> oh bud light's fucking great and then you are like well i kind of want something heavier and then you start getting heavier and heavier and then you're drinking 13 percent you know, IPAs or you stouts and yeah. you're fucking dead after one beer. <laughs> so it, I, it's very much the same as getting used to any sort of alcohol. You have to build up slowly.
1: And I kinda had the opposite. Like I was into like the <laughs> the quote unquote Screamo from
0: Yeah, Screamo's it. different. Screamo's kinda soft to me.
1: Yeah, and that was like my introduction where it was like that was the sign of the times of O eight oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. <laughs> and I've kind of worked my way backwards. So uh yeah. Death album too.
0: Death album too. Uh, what we got next, still?
1: Uh, next week we are going to do the Rex Static EP. Yes, we're, we're going to do a little bit shorter episode because I'm going to be out of town next week. Um, so we're going to make sure we still put out some content, but it's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Uh, I think you guys will probably be ready for it after we. This one went a little bit over an hour, so
0: yeah. It's this is a fun album. Yeah, I, and why, I, I'll talk about it at the beginning of the show. But this is this was a wild ride for me. So yeah, can't wait to talk about it.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, check out uh, Death Album 2. We'll put links in in the podcast and we'll put links for uh, next week's The Rex Static EP. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
0: See you next week.